Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Ooh. <laughs> it is the heat of August and we would love to talk about some shark horror. I know a lot of you are probably into this. It's definitely a subgenre of horror that has become so very popular and I know we love it. So here we are. The structure of today's show, I think, Kathy, you let me know if you want to change something, but I yeah. know that Kathy has horror shark facts with Kath. Shark <laughs> facts with Kath. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little bit about why we love shark horror and maybe why you love shark horror, just some of the things we know about it. I want to talk about Sharksploitation, which is the new documentary on Shudder. Well, it's not new anymore, but it was new in July. So if you haven't checked it out, it's a good one, but I want to talk a little bit about that. We are going to talk a little bit about more of the high concept, bigger budget shark films that we love or the more well-written ones, <laughs> including Jaws. And we're going to, of course, have a conversation about Jaws, but several others that we we like or I know that are good quality ones. And then a conversation about the trash shark Stuff. Trash shark horror is fun. That we all love. It's, you know, definitely a subgenre of the shark horror is this very bad, you know, shark horror that, that a lot of it is fun and a lot of it is bad. And it's just kind of exciting and fun to find the gems, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why a lot of times it's about the hunt. So that's one of the reasons why we watch them. And then we did a Shark Week challenge in our Discord. And as part of that, I asked our participants to do a six movie bucket list of shark horror, meaning the six shark horror movies that you would want to recommend to someone mm. that you like. There were two participants I want to highlight because they their lists were interesting and kind of and sometimes different from each other, so I want to talk about that. And then also they did a not not your bucket list movies. So they watched some trash to find the movies they wanted. So I thought that would be interesting to incorporate blue and four, five, two. Nice. Our list. Yeah. Because our challenges on the discord come with, you know, if you finish them, you get, you get a box of goodies. If you finish, they will come. Yeah, that's right. And then we'll get the answers to our facts. So that's the show today. So I know that my interest in shark horror like many people's interest in shark horror started with Jaws. I mean, that oh, was really yeah. the cultural event sure. in in the 70s. But I think even if you weren't even alive in the 70s, and I certainly didn't watch that movie in the 70s, but I, the first time you see Jaws, no matter how old you are, is a moment where you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. And I think one of the reasons why shark horror 
is so sought after and interesting and one of the reasons why we like it, one of the many reasons I'm sure, is that I think that sharks can be very unknown. It's like a world that most of us are not particularly familiar with. And even mm-hmm. people who are marine biologists and and or expert divers and people that go into the ocean all the time, I think perhaps at least this is what I've heard from friends I know who do that is like one of the interests is that it's so still unknown and foreign and very different and archaic. Like some of the things you see in the ocean look like dinosaurs. Well, and I think for horror, that's great because we can let our imagination go to some really dark places. Mm -hmm. And the fact that sharks are mainly in real life, non-aggressive creatures Mm -hmm. who barely even resemble the like, evil killing machines that Mm -hmm. that are on screen but even though that's true they're seen in the movies as this unstoppable force kind Mm -hmm. of like a jason or a michael Mm -hmm. or a you know a slasher right it's a it's a form of slasher shark horror is like they fixate on you and they kill you specifically or they hunt you or they have no conscious they're just like any slasher movie they're just relentless coming after you even in the trashy ones that's Mm -hmm. really what's happening even though they're not scary we make it about us (laughs) yeah of course they're really disinterested you only get smooshed if you you know if you're over there yeah and i love another thing i'll just throw in here is i love how sharks in some of the trashy or horror movies will like growl and make sounds and stuff and sharks don't really make sounds no. and i kind of and i was reminded of that when i watched shark exploitation which is the shutter documentary on that but so i know that's one of the reasons is this unstoppable like slasher force that really scared like jaws was very much about that yeah. like the idea that jaws was coming after this town I think the other one of the other reasons is that sharks are endlessly mutable. In other words, we can take a shark in a movie and just make it whatever we want. A ghost, <laughs> six-headed, you know. This, oh god. All of the sharks of the corn, we can put them in the field. We can put them in a field. Avalanche sharks, Santa jaws. We can project anything onto them and it kind of works either for humor's sake or for fear's sake. So I think that's another thing we like about them is that we can kind of make them whatever we want to make them. Let's learn a little bit more from Kathy about sharks while she does the... Sharks facts with Gail! <laughs> sharks facts with Kath? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Or horror sharks with Kath? I don't, horror facts sharks? Okay. Number one. Shark, shark horror facts? On average, (laughs) how many people are killed by sharks each year? All right. Number two. Which breed of shark has a 360 degree, has 360 degree vision and the strongest sixth sense? Hmm. Number three. I kind of thought they all did, (laughs) but okay. I guess not. It'll make sense. Yeah. Number three. What do sharks often use to track their prey? Okay. Number four. In the movie Jaws, from which state was the license plate that was pulled from the stomach of the first shark (laughs) caught in the film? Okay. 
And then lastly, number five, what is tonic immobility? Thank you for that. So make sure to tune in to the end of the show to get the answers. We want the answers. Oh, I don't have the answers. Oh. (laughs) Just kidding. Just going to leave us questioning ourselves. I thought you knew. (laughs) So I watched the documentary Shark Exploitation, which is a new kind of mini documentary on Shudder. And I say mini because (laughs) documentaries these days are so freaking long, usually 45 episodes and all of that. But this is literally just like 100 minutes, 140, you know, an hour and 46 minutes of your life talking about horror. And they have everybody on there, man, like so many people that have worked on all of these movies that uh, we've already mentioned and like Roger Corman. I mean, they have a lot of people. They even have the Jaws author, Peter Benchley on there. Oh, cool. Interviews from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Not, not now. Yeah. Obviously. So in the wake of blockbuster of the blockbuster classic Jaws, a new subgenre is born. This new documentary explores the weird, wild cinematic legacy of sharks on film and the world's undying fascination. I want to recommend this documentary if you like any kind of shark horror or even if you're just interested in learning about it, because obviously it's not a scary documentary. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't like that kind of horror, it's just interesting to learn about it. And there are lots and lots of interviews with a lot of people that have been part of this genre. There's also horror film historians talking about things there's also a marine biologist talking about it so it's pretty good i just i want to recommend it to you guys it's cool it's really interesting and they, and they do mention a lot of the like every movie will mention i'm sure is mentioned in there i didn't do a full list because they mention a lot of movies in it from everything from Things that I like, like Ouija Shark and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Six-Headed Shark to, to Jaws. So it's all in there. Very cool. I like when they give us, because uh, sharks are, I mean, Shark Week has been around for so long. And I think it was actually in the National Geographic magazine before it became like a thing on tv and then from there and so on and so forth so i love that it made it over to our genre i do too it's it's a lot of fun and so let's talk about jaws a little bit yeah we're talking about the book or the movie or both either yeah we're reading the book is what kathy's referring to in our book club and we are nearing the end of it by the time this episode airs we will have near we will have finished this book but i am really enjoying it so far i love this book i didn't anticipate i had never read uh read it before and i thought it would be good obviously it it is a big deal for a reason historically and, and we all voted for it we all so voted for it we, we were, thought it was a good timing I, too <laughs> i didn't think i was going to enjoy it this much and um it's one of those books like you know we in the discord when we do the the book club we read x amount of pages a week and it's like really hard for me to stop because mm-hmm. i just want to keep reading it and it's super descriptive i mean you really forget you're reading a book it really is it's uh it's very straightforward for those of you who are readers you get everybody's perspective it's straightforward it's plot driven so it moves along mm-hmm. but the characters are developed it's it's mm-hmm. very it's very 70s honestly in that way 
we needed it to be a strong book in order to make that strong movie. And I know they had so much trouble making Jaws. Like mm-hmm. Spielberg had so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much drama around how they made that movie. But the movie, I think, excels in so many ways how they interpreted it. And that doesn't shock me at all. Mm-hmm that they made it a movie and didn't worry about what the book was doing, but they take the major play. It follows the book very closely yeah. without having what I believe the book has, which is a much more culturally ingrained conversation Mm -hmm. around class systems and the politics of shutting down a small town when there's a shark attack and the gender roles, of course, are very traditional. Very. <laughs> They're very traditional. And again, that is very much of its time. Mm-hmm. Even though it was the 70s and we could say one might be looking back at those times as if things were not traditional. Yeah. They very much were. <laughs> yeah. All over the place. So the 60s and 70s, of course, had their rebellions which was all very interesting culturally but these kinds of traditional uh, gender roles in marriage and all that were very much still mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. because those people were raised by the generation before them in the 30s and oh 40s. yeah <laughs> you know so yeah. like their parents were doing that so they were still doing that mm-hmm. but it, it is interesting because the first kill in the jaws movie is a is a wanderer Right. It's a girl yeah. on holiday that has no familial ties, which mm-hmm. is very 70s culture. But she's the one that gets killed. Of course. It's a very horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> she was naked. Yeah. They were having sex. Yeah. The loosely moraled one with she's no family. Die. She's either going to go to the Manson family or she's going to die on the shore right. in Jaws. Right. Like that's <laughs> that was the time. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched this movie recently for Shark Week. Have you watched? I watched it with you guys and then I watched it a second time just because I'm further into the book and now like watching it again. And (laughs) yeah, um, it's really a fun movie. And I'm going to talk about this when we talk about some of the other movies that have come out more recently. Mm -hmm. But what I love so much about it, watching it now and it being a bit older Mm -hmm. is a lot of these modern shark movies are even the ones that are good, like the Meg and all of that, Mm -hmm. they're in these like large submarine or like major vessels that are super strong. And that whole, like that whole line of we're going to need a bigger boat, like that was completely improvised Mm -hmm. um, by Roy Scheider and obviously Mm -hmm. became like the tagline for that movie. But all of these modern shark movies with the exception of like one that I'll talk about really just, they feel really secure in these Mm -hmm. massive, you know, where these guys are like out on this little fucking dinghy almost (laughs) um, trying to handle this great white. And to me, that's a big part of what makes the film work is like, they're just on the edge of this constantly. And, and the fact that you don't see the shark until, you know, what is it, an hour and 20 minutes in or something, hour and a half Absolutely, in or something yeah. like that was, you know, a very common thing that people talk about and why that movie was so effective because the character development that comes before that and the anticipation, I mean, that's where all the mystery, that's to me where all the horror is. Once you see him, it's cool, but it's like there's already such a buildup. And, yeah. and I think that was a skill that has been used Spielberg kind of set the tone, I think, for a lot of shark, good shark films. Very much. I mean, what I learned from the documentary that I mentioned earlier is that 
of course, there was a lot of shark focus in certain things before Jaws, but Jaws was just culturally, it just took took the whole thing to a whole other level. And it actually shifted the culture. Mm -hmm. Everyone became much more frightened. Mm -hmm. What I think a good distinction they made was that it was unintentional. Mm -hmm. In other words, they didn't set out to make that movie and then make everybody look at sharks wrongly. Yeah. But there was, they did mention a mockumentary that was made during Shark Week Mm -hmm. that did a huge disservice to real sharks where they were actually meaning to mislead the public because it's a mockumentary. So they made a documentary that Mm -hmm. seemed true about certain incidences with sharks, but they weren't true. And they showed it, I guess, during Shark Week back then or whenever it was, I can't remember. And they were intentionally misleading people. So the people in this movie had like a problem with that, obviously, Mm -hmm. because Jaws unintentionally did that. Yeah. In a very mass kind of panic way. Yeah. But that's not what they were meaning to do, obviously. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know that they do those in the summer. Some places will do, you know, watching shark, watching Jaws on the water while you're in the little inner tubes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those I where have. people can go do that? That'd be a lot of fun. It would be. Yeah. It would be fun. And I think it's been on our personal bucket list for a really long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we just, it's far away and, you know. Yeah. We'll make our own version. We'll get a little baby pool. We'll get a baby we'll pool. Throw it in the backyard. We'll put up a white canvas we'll to make it look it. like the yeah. <laughs> get a blow up shark with little chairs. I think it works. That's awesome. Let's talk. I know that you. I've already seen Black Demon, but I know that you have just seen it. So let's do mm-hmm. that, and then what we'll do after that is we'll talk about some of the quality shark movies. Sure, probably, <laughs> and go on from there. So Black Demon. Black Demon. So this is the, I think it's new this year, correct? Or did oh, it come very out new. Yeah, yeah, we did an ad for it on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it stars Josh Lucas and it's a 2023 thriller. It's about this family who essentially goes to Mexico because Josh Lucas's character works for this large oil company and they're going to check out this rig. And when they get there, they realize that part of the area has been shut down. Not a lot of people are living there. And, you know, there's a huge allegory around the way that people have abused our planet. Um, So it really is a a message about nature. And due to this oil rig being there, there's this, a lot of people have evacuated because they believe that there's this creature living in the sea that has, is the result of a curse that's happened because of man essentially playing God. And so unbeknownst to Josh Lucas and his family, he goes out there, he says, hey, I'll be back in a couple of hours. Um, Y'all hang out here. And his wife, I believe, is either South American or Mexican. So she's able to communicate with some of the folks and build some rapport because they're like, you know, widow, like white boy, get out of here. You've destroyed our, our land. And so you find out he goes out to the oil rig and um, nobody wants to go out there with him. And he's looking at him like they're crazy. And they're like, well, it's been cursed. Right. So he's like, yeah, whatever. He gets out there. There's a couple guys on the rig. They figure out who he is. And with him in a matter of time, something starts to happen to the rig where you realize that this massive, almost like think of a Megalodon and like multiply that by six is living beneath the surface his family ends up going out there. So now they're all on this rig together and I'll stop there as far as like, you know, what happens. Cause I think it's worth seeing 
But I actually really, I really liked this movie for a number of reasons. One, I really liked the way that they developed the characters and I liked the message of the film. I thought the acting was great. I thought there was just enough humor. I thought it was pretty terrifying, honestly. And I think because going back to what I was saying about Jaws is it's the first shark film in a while where they've been in a very vulnerable space. They're not in this huge vessel where they're controlling the ocean. Um, This thing is like about to fall apart and you find out some other things that make the, the actual structure of it really vulnerable. And, you know, the people that are sacrificing their lives to get this family off of, of the rig. And this shark is just massive. And the way that he hits the boat and all these things that happen, it, I liked it. I thought it was really entertaining. Basically a megalodon. Yeah. Like it seems like it's a megalodon, like times six, like a Godzilla (laughs) or whatever. Exactly. When he first jumps out of the water, Mm -hmm. that first time you see it. So I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Great. I'm glad. Yeah. I reviewed it a few episodes ago, so you guys already know what I think. I didn't like it as much as Kathy, but that's that's movies. I mean, yeah. it's about unethical environmental practices. I didn't think there was enough enough Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, a little more shark would have been nice. I would have mm-hmm. I like a little more shark in my bigger budget, you know. This was a not a massive budget, but a bigger budget movie. It's not, you know, Ouija Shark on Tubi or whatever. It's a bigger one. Mm-hmm. And so to compete with the Meg or uh, the stuff like that, there needs to be a little bit more money in the shark for me. And I thought we got a little bit bogged down in the relationship stuff, but mm. I'm glad you liked it. I did. That's awesome. Yeah. I so did. I wanted to mention that two of our winners in Shark Week on the Discord had their six movie six item bucket lists of their shark movies that they would recommend and i wanted to share them with all of you so you're getting not just our recommendations but other shark nerds so so thank you 452 and blue for participating as patrons and in the challenge so let me let me share it with you and i'm sharing it with kathy too because i don't think she read these so for 452 the six item, six movie bucket list would be this. And you tell me what you think of these. The first one, these are not in any particular order. They're just the order that they logged them in. So the first one that he talked about was Deep Blue Sea. And I like that movie a lot. I do too. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. And then the second one was The Shallows. And I like that movie a lot. It is not a movie that I would choose to like rewatch a lot. I'm sorry, which one was this? The Shallows. The Shallows. I don't know if I've seen that. Because it's actually really freaking scary mm-hmm. to me. It's about a woman on a buoy who's just off the shore. Like, it's, you know, probably three, four miles off the shore. She can see the shore, but she's stuck on this buoy and there's a shark trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. Circle, you know, and that's just, it's an isolation horror. That's just horrifying. Yeah. It's a scary one. Okay. Uh, the next one he mentioned was The Meg. Yeah, that's do a good like one. Movie? I do yeah. like that one. And even though I haven't seen it yet, I will be seeing The Meg 2, of course. Oh, of course. It's already been out for a couple of weeks, and I have probably already seen it because we're pre-recording, but (laughs) obviously (laughs) I can't talk about it. I did see the trailer in the theater, and it looked so fun. Oh, yeah, it looks good. And then 452 put Jaws on his list, Shark Knight on his list, and the whole franchise of Sharknado. So I think that's a pretty solid list. All yeah. six of those movies slash franchises are really strong. 
All right. Blues list. Tell me what you think of this list. Okay. She put actually deep blue C3. She likes the third one. And I'm actually not sure if I've ever seen that one. No, I don't know if I have either. When I looked at it, I looked it up and all of that. So I got to put that on my list. Okay. Shark Knight 3D from 2011. That's a classic. Uh-huh. That's an amazing one. 47 meters down she put on That's there. A, I like that one. And there's always a little bit of controversy between 47 meters down and 47 meters down uncaged, the other one. I think I like the second one a little bit better, and she likes the first one a little bit better. So okay. there's always that conversation. She put Jaws 1 through 4 as her franchise oh. choice. <laughs> that's awesome she likes all of them apparently yeah. she would recommend all of them they're fun is, they are fun they are fun yeah. i mean even four is yeah. a real shit show and it's like really enjoyable it's really enjoyable it's a shit show but it's yeah. really enjoyable and then she also put a movie called bait on there and a movie in the trash genre <laughs> called bad cgi sharks and I haven't seen that haven't one seen either. That one it either. is it is on Tubi. It's from 2019, and she mentioned it. And I haven't seen it. And it's a Tubi find, and we always love a good Tubi find around here. Yeah, she did not obviously expect this to be any good because mm-hmm. <laughs> she was watching Tubi Sharks movies, and they almost never are. But she said it was funny. In other words, it didn't take itself too seriously, and it also was amusing. And so. Like if you were watching some Sharknado, you know, you might be in the zone of watching bad CGI sharks. Okay. Right on. (laughs) Fucking Sharknado. I love it. I love love it. I know you mentioned a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, you mentioned like having watched the last one because I talked about it. Because I talked about how epic it was. (laughs) I mean, and really all that's happening is sharks are just flying all over the place as other things are going on. It's like the medieval scene. It's so amazing. So great. I read how Ian Zering initially took that role because he hadn't worked in so long. He's like, hey, I got to feed my family. Right. And so he took it and then it ended up being like this it changed really? the culture too. It did. Like Jaws, only different. Yeah. <laughs> like really different. That's but. awesome. So are there any other quality movies that are shark movies that you feel like we didn't mention um, that you really like? Let me find my list here. I just had it opened. There were some that I, well, I did. <laughs> the only other one that I would say wasn't terrible that I watched this year, which was. Like it, a higher budget one, right? Um. Yes and no, we're like we're a medium budget. Yet. Okay, <laughs> no, then no, not higher budget. I, I think okay. we've hit. I, there's so, so such a select few. There, well, yeah. I mean, there's more than people think. Probably, I mean, there's the reef, and like a lot of people like the reef because it's kind of like the descent. That's but, right. But it's good. Sharks, that one's good. You know, mm-hmm. people like that stuff. But okay, since we want to move to trash so desperately, let's do that. You you start with the one you I, were. Gonna I would talk love about. to start with shark huntress <laughs> okay. okay please this do you remember a few seasons back and some of you who have been listening to the show for a while and thank you for that shannon talked about a scarecrow episode that was supposed to be we did a whole like scarecrow thing for halloween and she had talked about a movie that it was supposed to be about be about scarecrows and it ended up being like two women sitting on a couch <laughs> yeah. and talking about it's scarecrows down or history, something yeah yeah i felt like that's what this was but shark for sharks so okay. it was like venturing into the deep sea to battle 
the plastics industry and a bloodthirsty shark seeking revenge for her environmentalist mother's death. So when I first saw the, you know, the, the, first of all, these posters are so misleading because the poster is her standing in front of this Megalodon with like a, what's the weapon called? The, the harpoon? harpoon. Okay. And she's holding the harpoon and she's got a bikini on and she's like, she's a badass, right? There isn't one fucking shark in this entire movie. It's all about her avenging her mother's death and go and, and the crying. It takes itself so seriously. And I think at one point towards the end, they show a shark fin. That's it. Oh, that's no. the only shark you get. Maybe the underbelly of it's a like, shark swimming uh, at the beginning just to kind of scare you that they might show a shark. It's like the werewolf movies with no That's werewolves. exactly right. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? And now I got to finish it because I got to see if they have a shark. Yeah, you got to. No fucking sharks. <laughs> One fin. I think that's from her notes. No fucking shark. No fucking shark. <laughs> this is all I wrote. Worst shark movie I've ever seen and one fin. What? <laughs> if the acting is going to be that bad, have some kind of shark. I mean, absolutely. Cause I will couple that with like, if you watch a movie like Ouija shark, it, the CGI is awful and silly and stupid, but it's like this silly, stupid short movie, but there's tons of ghost shark. There's tons of bad CGI ghost shark. Like you're gotta have a lot of you it. You have to. So we can laugh cause like, it's funny. That's exactly right. But Shark Huntress took itself seriously. That was that's the problem. The problem. Yes. When they do this stuff, don't do that with if you don't. Because I have, have the a budget. couple of of bad ones in here that were actually entertaining. Please tell me. Aquarium of the Dead. Aquarium of the Dead. Aquarium of the Dead. Did and, you? Was that a Tubi or? Um, let my me God. see where I found this one. It may have been a Tubi. All right. But what I loved so much about this one was they, <laughs> the CGI. <laughs> of and i'm going to say the crustaceans oh. because at one point well let, it, let me just read yes, this the definition. Oh, we need to know okay. more <laughs> aquarium of the dead is a 2021 american zombie comedy horror science fiction film <laughs> i love the poster and vivica fox is in it it's like a piranha okay. slash shark on the front at oh the shining God. sea aquarium dr karen james and two workers attempt to tag the resident octopus the octopus goes into cardiac arrest as the result of the procedure and seemingly dies, then reanimates attacks, uh, reanimates, attacks Karen, kills two workers and escapes into into the ducks. So there's there's spider crabs, zombified spider crabs. They're like they're all zombified. So these large crustaceans, there are starfish uh-huh that kill you they stick to you and they attack you and and oh, one no. woman's like dying with these starfish all over so oh, it's obviously no. more than sharks but yes, it's in yes. the same camp yes this one's really fun oh that's good yeah it looks like it's everywhere like paramount plus showtime hoopla for through your library uh it's everywhere, so you can see it everywhere. Yeah, I just looked it up while it, you were. They pass through a shark habitat, and th shit start. The, there's an octopus. There's it's everything, and the the gotcha. creatures are disgusting. Mm -hmm. But it's really fun, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna make it bad, make it good bad. Absolutely. So I saw Cocaine Shark. Oh, we watched that 2023. Oh, so let's talk about that. Only 70 minutes long, so you're in luck. That's that's the perfect length for this kind of thing. 
A new highly addictive stimulant is on the streets called HT25, and it's derived from sharks, which causes monstrous side effects. After a leak in the lab, mutated sharks and other creatures are set loose as a small band of people tries to stop the carnage. So this is student movie level situation. It very much was. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. And I don't have any problem with student level movies. I've watched a ton of them and Ouija Shark is like that. I'm about, you know, I there's a movie called Lomageddon, you know, yeah. you know, stuff like that. It's it's all Blood Fart Lake. I mean, there's all kinds of movies like that that are that are student level and they can be funny and campy and a lot of fun. I would not say this one is in that at that level this for one me. is uh this this was like something someone made on their camcorder it's like a big hammerhead type of shark and i don't i mean was there enough shark do you feel um i mean kinda i think it was more yeah. about the, the those other two people though it yeah was like, it was more the dudes talking about the sh- sh- cocaine shark issue. And obviously this is one of those things where it's coming off of like, because of cocaine bear. And so now there's cocaine shark, cocaine raccoon, cocaine, you know, they're doing all cocaine the f- Shannon. No, there it is. No, that's you. Cocaine Kathy. Oh, oh coca- my God. CC. It matches. See yeah. how that works. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I cannot recommend this even in the trash category. Uh, no, it, it was pretty, it was a disaster. Yeah. Here's my issue. With Shark Huntress, I'm going back to this for a second. That's how much I hated it. <laughs> they gave it a, a one and a half stars, which it solely deserved. But how it was put at the same rating as Toxic Shark, I don't understand. <gasps> okay. Because I liked Toxic Shark. Okay, what did you like about Toxic Shark that you don't feel Well, let me like- let me first tell you all what it is. It's yeah, 2017 sure. Shark Horror. A tropical singles retreat takes a terrifying turn when guests realize a poisonous shark is infesting the surrounding water. Not only will it rip apart its victims, but it also uses projectile acid to hunt in and out of the water. Of course it does. All you need to know why I liked it was that last line. It uses projectile acid <laughs> to hunt. So they go into, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out why their friends keep falling ill to this virus where they essentially become, start to become zombies. Yeah. So when they start to hunt this thing down, there's one scene where it comes out of the water <laughs> and it's just projectiling like this green acidic slime everywhere <laughs> and it, so think you know the shark comes up and you think it's just gonna like bite down and rip somebody's head off no he comes up opens his mouth and it's like and there's just green everywhere and i don't know why wow. it made me laugh so it's so ridiculous it everybody says- is unlikable <laughs> yeah and you're rooting for the shark, which I love when you get to root for the yeah, shark. Yeah, I do And I too. rooted for That's the shark through the whole thing. That is hilarious. I, yeah, <laughs> I wanted everyone to die except the toxic shark who was vomiting green <laughs> acid. Some of my favorite ones, which I, we've talked about before on the show, so I won't go too deeply into them, is I love the six-headed shark, two-headed oh, yeah. shark, three-headed shark, four-headed shark franchise series those are hilarious to me they're just ridiculous and hilarious and i also like ouija shark as i've mentioned Mm -hmm. and those are a couple of the trash like that whole franchise and then ouija shark are are kind of my my go-to's as far as a lot of fun i wanted to mention also that our two challenge winners had like the 
I think Blue called hers the not for bucket list movies, <laughs> shark movies. I know 452 mentioned Mako. It's a newer one. And he just thought oh. it was super boring. Okay. And, I've, oh, boring. and I've flipped by that a few times okay. because it would be cool. It was from 2021. It's like newer. It would be cool if there was a good Mako shark one. But not this one, apparently. He also, this is a half decent one, but it's called Maneater. I flipped through that oh, by that one a few times, that too. One? That sounds familiar. And, and a no, I'm not thinking of the song. Shark Huntress, he put on as being completely terrible. So he does Oh, he not, saw that one, too. He does okay. not agree with you. He <laughs> or does, he does agree yeah, with you. Yeah, he does you. agree. Yeah. Is Sharktopus on there? Because that one was pretty bad, too, with Eric Roberts. Well, they talk about that one in the documentary for Sharksploitation. He actually didn't He didn't want to put Six-Headed Shark on his must-watch list. He did want to put Deep Blue Sea on his chum list because I think he likes different ones. He just didn't put that on his list. Okay. And then let me get to Blues here. So Blue had a bunch of them. I mean, I think she's really trying to make her way into like watching every single shark horror ever made. So I'll, I'm just going to riddle these off. She doesn't like the reef stalked. She didn't like shark bait. She didn't like deep blue C2. Cocaine shark, awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, some of these she rated more decently than others, but cocaine was like a one out of five. And then I don't know why she forgot that she'd already watched it, but she watched the Requiem again, okay. which is so bad. Yeah. That's one I mentioned. Oh, yes. So bad. With if it's the one I'm thinking. Alicia Silverstone. Oh, my God. We watched that together a couple we did. years ago. It, it's so bad. And it's on the like, don't ever, don't watch this. I was list. like, it, you just talk I, about no shark. Oh my god! And I just mean, it was, was just their little, relationship, but... and they were laying out on like a piece of cardboard, <laughs> wanting to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, they were like in Thailand or whatever, in one of those huts on the water, and then of course it there's a tornado or whatever, and it gets disconnected, and they're floating out, and then oh boy. She also didn't really like. I mean, she laughs at it. Six headed shark. She gives it a decent rating, but it didn't make her list. Sharkula, zero out of five. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> she couldn't even make it through it. She's like, there's a zero, zero budget. Okay. Like, zero. I've, I've actually never seen her give a zero to a movie. So, I mean, I just don't remember. But uh, Sand Sharks, uh, The Reef, The Meg She Loves, but couldn't put her, put it on the big list. And then, uh, like, she really didn't like Black Demon. or And then she likes 47 Meters Down more than 47 meters down and caged. And that's that, that argument I talk about. Yeah, like, 47 meters down. That's the first one, 47 meters down. Mm-hmm. That one was really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the I thought the second one was really good too. It's kind of interesting. Kind of like Sharknado. They're all just surprisingly yes. fabulous. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, unless you have any other movies to chat about. No, I'm going to give you some uh, facts answers though. Chuck facts with Peel. <laughs> okay, number one. On average, how many people are killed by sharks each year? Six. Ten. As compared to 150 deaths by falling coconuts. <laughs> and I put that in there because, like we were saying at the beginning, they don't really attack that many people unless you're in their way. That's right. Number two. Which breed of shark has 360 degree vision and the strongest sixth sense? Great white. The hammerhead. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what do sharks often use to track their prey? Bubbles. The heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know. Bubbles. <laughs> In the movie Jaws, from which state was the license plate that was pulled from the stomach of the first shark caught in the film? 
Arizona, Louisiana. And what is tonic immobility? I really don't know. That's interesting. So if you flip a shark on its back, it'll enter a temporary state of inactivity after being flipped over. It like becomes disoriented. So it's kind of paralyzed. So sometimes they'll use that if they're doing research or whatever. They don't hurt the shark. Oh, that makes sense. But they'll flip it on its back and it kind of goes into a trance. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would make sense, right? Yeah, that it would be totally. disoriented if yeah. you flipped it on its back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's better though than having to like sedate it or, you know, they'll just flop it on its back. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the facts You're and, welcome. The, and the discussion. We hope that you guys run right out and watch some shark horror here at the end of summer. And uh, yeah, we enjoy this every single year. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. <laughs>